I was a sophomore in high school, and I was running cross-country track. During the week, our school would go up against other schools in our conference. And on the weekends, we'd be take part in these large invitational meets, hundreds of kids on each race. Some of them were in New York City, some of them were scattered all around northern Jersey. And for those who finished those large races, the top 20, sometimes the top 30, if it was really large, would get a medal. And they would give them to the runners when they came over the, the finish line. Well, that sophomore year, the very first race I was in, I got my first medal. And I was thrilled. The next weekend, it happened again. By the third weekend and my third medal, I started to pray for it. On Sunday morning, the next day, dear God, thank you for being with me yesterday. Thank you for my medal. And by the way, can you be with me there next week? And guess what? It worked. Yeah. Next week, next race, another medal. Well, it continued that way throughout the season. And with each race, there was more pressure. And so then I started to do the old Abraham thing. Bargain a little with God. Okay, God, so this coming week, um, I promise to do if you... And, and, and it kind of went on that way. Well, I took the ask, seek, knock directions that Jesus gave with regards to prayer in a very transactional way. It worked at least because I got a box full of medals from that season. But that's how I approached prayer throughout most of my high school and young adult years. Transactional. If you just said the right words, if you were good enough, if your prayer was sincere enough, then of course God, if he wasn't busy, was going to answer. The disciples grew up in good, faithful households. Like Jesus, they were a part of the Jewish faith. And I can guarantee they were taught prayers to say. Prayers that gave thanks to God for life and creation. Prayers that asked God for help and strength. So when they come and they ask Jesus to teach us to pray, these are folks who know how to pray, or at least know a way of praying from the get-go. But perhaps they notice something. Perhaps they notice that when Jesus prayed, it was a little different. Throughout the story of Luke's gospel, Jesus prays right before every major event happens in the story. And Jesus' disciples, maybe they recognize that prayer is an important part of Jesus' ministry. It gives them the power, the strength, courage for what comes next. So they want to know, how should we pray? How does it work? 
What do we have to say? What do we have to do? How do we have to craft it so that it's sincere enough for God to listen? Can you give us an inside scoop? And Jesus begins to teach them to pray. I guarantee you they were shocked. Because he starts off with saying, Father. When you pray, say, Father. Wait a second. In good Jewish thought, you never got that close to God. In fact, you didn't even mention the name of God. Name of God, Yahweh, given to Moses. Whenever that name appears in Scripture to this very day, you do not pronounce Yahweh. Instead, you say, Lord, out of a deep respect for the creator of the stars and the heavens and all life. But Jesus invites them into a relationship, into the relationship they already have with God in a very intimate way. But lest we think about it's just ourselves and God back and forth, the entire prayer is in the plural. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive others. Lead us not into the temptation. It is a prayer for community. Jesus invites disciples, invites us to pray in a personal way that is also connected with community. It is to seek from God the source of all life, the things that make for life. It is to be reminded of the importance of things like forgiveness and love. As God gives us, as God gives the community these things, we too are to share in that with others. Lead us not into temptation. Don't get us on that path of destruction and trial. Keep us on the path of wisdom. Ask, seek, knock. Those directions in my high school self, I took to getting what I wanted from God. Get out my shopping list. Dear God, I want a pony. Now that's a prayer that never was answered. Dear God, I want a pony. I was so caught up in transactional praying that I thought that invitation, ask, seek, knock, was about me getting my way or at least getting heard and then you get to this story Jesus tells about the persistent friend who gets in the middle of midnight. And you get into a place where God falls asleep, or at least when our prayers aren't answered, we think that God's asleep. We think that God doesn't care. And how far off have we gotten? Jesus instead tells this parable to talk about the ways that we react to the need of each other. We forget our friends sometimes. We forget relationships sometimes. We are concerned about ourselves, our family, and taking care of those things. Oh, maybe if someone's going to annoy us enough or make it difficult to catch some sleep, we'll answer and we'll respond to them. But basically, we're on our own. That's not God. 
holy smokes, that's not God. God instead remembers always the relationship. What follows the ask, seek, and knock is the contrast between how we respond to the needs and the actions of others and how God responds. God provides. God gives out of that relationship without hesitation. And if we doubt, we look at the life of Jesus and we see Jesus again and again providing And at the end of this story and this teaching about prayer, what we find out what is asked for, what is sought, what is opened is the Holy Spirit. It's not our list, our shopping list. No, instead, it's the Spirit that is given to the church again and again. It is the Spirit given by God that we are invited to seek, to desire, to run after, to continue to ask and search and knock. And that Spirit gives power to the people of God to be the people of God. That Spirit gives us the strength to see and to hear and to acknowledge the needs of this community and beyond. It is that spirit that directs our attention away from ourselves and rather to the world in need that surrounds us. It is that spirit that gives us the strength and the courage to stand up for justice and to seek peace. It is that spirit that is here in our hearts and refuses to let us go. It is that spirit that gifts us daily bread in the form of the next breath that we will take. Jesus teaches us to pray, to come together to seek God in all of our lives, to bring our concerns, of course, to bring our worries, of course, but to seek in all things that loving presence of God which will not let us go. And so, let us be a praying people, a people that seeks God, a people that rejoices as God is received and shared. Amen.